0: We'll have a period of sitting meditation now for the next 40 minutes or so and I'll offer some guidance during this time as we settle into a sitting posture before starting to do anything whatsoever in terms of meditation as a practice with the mind, with the body. I always like to encourage Checking in, noticing where we're starting from, what's the material that we're working with? On the physical side, what's your body feeling like right now before trying to arrange it in any particular way? Do you feel warm, cool, comfortable, uncomfortable, heavy, light? What does the body feel like? Just to notice those sensations. What's here? This body right now. How does it feel? There isn't a right or a wrong place to start from. There isn't a right or a wrong feeling. But rather, By attuning to what's present, what's the material that we're starting with, then there's a possibility of guiding things in a skillful way. Like if you're making some bread or working some clay as a potter to make a pot, you get a feeling for what the clay is like. Dry, wet, lumpy, smooth. How is it? What's the dough like today in your mixing bowl? Similarly on the mental side, what's our mood like? We sleepy? Alert? Cheerful? Confused, sad? How is it? What's the mood of the mind like right now? Where are we starting from? Just as with the body, there's no right or wrong mood to be present in the mind, but it always helps to bring attention to this starting point. What are we working with? What's the mood of the mind right now? How does it feel? The very act of attention, bringing awareness to the body, the mind, it has its effect. There's a natural response. Attuning the attention to the here and now, to this present reality. That attunement, that attention, that awareness informs Action informs change. With the practice of meditation, what we're doing is we're drawing upon the capacities of our mind, our being, to develop two particular qualities to particular potentials or aspects of our being that are already present, but perhaps not fully strengthened, not fully developed. These are the aspects of alertness or energy, brightness of mind and peacefulness, ease, relaxation being able to focus the attention in the present and be calm, be at ease. These are two potentialities, two aspects of our being, that the practice of meditation is particularly crafted, particularly designed to help be developed, fulfilled, brought to completion. The capacity of the mind to be awake, to be aware, to know, and the capacity of the mind to be fully at ease, peaceful, calm in its attitude. Of these are recognized as being helpful beneficial qualities, aspects of mind that would be helpful for us, we aspire to, being aware, being peaceful, then it helps a lot if the body supports the development of those same qualities. Body and mind affect each other very closely, very intimately. Those of us who have been meditating for many years this is familiar territory. This is well-known. For those for whom this is new and unfamiliar territory, going can be something that is not so well-known, not recognized. If we want to establish a quality of alertness, brightness of mind, then if the body is slouched and slumped over, then that posture of the body is not going to support The aspect of brightness. Similarly, if the body is tense and filled with stress and muscular tightness, that's not going to support the quality of ease and peacefulness. Makes the system agitated, stressed. Go in working with The mind, the body in meditation. Firstly, we establish a posture, a physical posture that supports the cultivation of these wholesome qualities, these helpful qualities. Feeling the presence of the body, bring attention to the spine, to your backbone. without trying to do anything with your posture, the way you're sitting, just bring attention to the spine and let the act of attention, that awareness, have its effect. If we're aware that the body is slumped or slouched in a listless, And if we bring attention to the spine, then notice how the body will, to some degree, start to straighten. The spine grows and stretches, lengthens. We don't have to think, I should sit up straight, or the Ajahn's telling me to straighten up, sit up straight. This isn't coming from an I should or I'm being told to, but let the quality of awareness inform change, inform action. So we're not following an order or a system, but rather it's the effect of awareness on our own system. Knowing that listless slouching posture, then, the effect of awareness is the body starts to straighten, to grow. If when we bring attention to the spine, we realize we're already tense and tight. Bringing awareness to that, we don't have to think, oh, I need to relax, I need to lighten up, I'm tight here. Bringing awareness to that tension, that stressing, the awareness have its effect. Notice how the spine starts to soften, relax a little. The muscles loosen. So the body is still sitting straight, but it's a comfortable, natural, alert posture. It's not Filled with tension or stressing. An aspect of meditation I'd like to emphasize is that when effort, when the direction in meditation is guided by mindfulness and wisdom, then the results are very peaceful attuned to Dhamma, to nature. If the guidance is coming from I and me and mine, I should, I must, I've been told to, I've got to. The I-making and mind-making is a stressor, brings agitation, tension, disharmony into the system. So we're listening to instruction and our guidance, we're working with this body, this mind, but that working, that giving of direction, is energized, guided by mindfulness and wisdom, not by me, not by the ego-centered habits of thinking and attitude, feeling the presence of the body with the spine at the center, this axis of our physical being, then similarly bringing attention, awareness to the rest of the body, our face, shoulders, neck, arms and hands, the trunk of the body, a pelvis and legs. Let the attention gently sweep through the body and let that awareness have its effect. So throughout the body, there's this quality of settling, relaxing, easing, guided by awareness, by that knowing quality. Rather than, I should, I should relax. I need to be this way, I shouldn't be that way. That those thoughts be put to one side. Let the presence of awareness itself be the guiding principle. When there's a quality of balance, balancing of energy, relaxation in the body, perhaps we can see how that supports the same qualities in the mind. The mind alert, paying attention, but in a peaceful, easeful way. But the habit of the mind, as we all know, is it gets distracted. We hear a sound in the next room or out in the street. Something moves across our field of vision. A random memory arises. A thought of what I'd have to do next week. The mind can get busy. Caught up in a thought, a sound, a sensation, chases after it. Or it can drift in the other direction towards dullness and sleepiness. Things are very peaceful, very quiet. It can be the thought, oh, this is really nice. Then next thing we know, switched off. Peace has led to nap time nothing interesting going on, everything very quiet, very calm, very peaceful, switch off. So the mind easily drifts into dullness, disconnection, insensitivity. These are the natural habits of our mind, but just because something is natural doesn't mean to say it's particularly helpful. So to sustain the wholesome, beneficial quality of balance between energy and relaxation, we take a meditation object, something to be a reference point, so that as the mind drifts towards busyness and distraction, caught up by a sound or a thought or a feeling, we can notice that drift like the white lines down the middle of the road you know where the middle of the road is because the lines tell you keep to the left of the lines if you're driving in the uk that reference point then also helps if we're drifting towards dullness and sleepiness you can notice that the mind is slipping away slipping into disconnection Unconsciousness. So there are many different kinds of meditation object that one can use. We can take a mantra or a mental image or a visual image. We can sit with our eyes open looking at a candle or a Buddha Rupa or a color. Many different things can be used as a meditation object, but the most accessible and supportive for most people it's the natural rhythm of our own breathing our breath is always with us it has to be here for us to be alive it's not exciting it doesn't grab our attention unless our breath is obstructed or difficult or illness or smoke in the room or something doesn't grab our attention, so it takes a bit of effort to attend to it. have to rise up, engage, to notice it. So that necessity or that need to put forth energy to pay attention, it helps to support the rousing, brightening quality of the mind. And the in-breath itself, the word inspiration literally means to breathe in, so that the in-breath is a natural, energizing, brightening quality. So the texture, the nature of the breath itself, can support that brightening, energizing aspect of meditation. The out-breath is Mother Nature's way of relaxing the sigh of relief, letting go. So if the system is tense and tight, busy, agitated, the out-breath has qualities that help the mind to relax, to be at ease. And bringing attention then to the flow of the breath, wherever you can discern it most easily, in your chest or in your nostrils, or in your throat, Wherever you can feel the rhythm of the breath, most directly, most easily, without trying to change the rhythm of the breath or do anything with it, just let that cluster of perceptions, those feelings, be at the very center of attention. Next 15 minutes or so, put everything else aside. There's nothing we need to, Remember to plan to figure out just for this period of time, let the breath be the only thing that concerns us. Place it right at the very center, like the heart of a mandala or the calyx of a flower, right there at the very center of our world. Just let the rhythm of the breath be here, present at the heart of things. Let the attention rests upon the breath. Beeping each in-breath, each out-breath. This way the breath is a flag or a marker, a reference point for this present reality. And when the attention drifts, you find yourself dozing off, becoming sleepy, rather than, oh, I'm snoring or I'm getting sleepy here. I should wake up. Notice those I should attitudes or I must. I shouldn't be this way. Notice those. Leave those thoughts aside. Be aware of that sleepy feeling, that distracted feeling. And let the awareness be what helps to bring the attention back to the present, to the breath. Similarly, if the mind chases off into strings of thought, ideas, memories, plans, opinions, as soon as you notice that the attention has got lost in thinking, busyness, Rather than, oh, I should let go of this thought. I'm getting lost in the past. I should let go. I should get back to the breath. Notice all those I should, I must. Those self-centered reactive habits. Notice them. Let them go. Being aware of what the mind has got Caught up in what it feels like, in that sense of grasping a thought, grasping an emotion, a plan, a memory. Notice that feeling of entanglement, grasping a mental image. That the awareness of that grasping state, that caught-upness, feel that, know that. Let that knowing be what then motivates the relaxation, letting go. Letting go of that thought, that emotion, that memory, that idea. Then the attention comes back to the present, to this body, this rhythm of the breathing. So the letting go is not coming from, I should let go, I've got to let go. The Ajahn told me to let go. I'm following orders here. that might be sincere or well-intentioned, but the more that meditation practice comes from I should, I must, I've got to, then the more it creates the causes for increased dukkha, increased dis-ease, dissatisfaction. Let the awareness know, receive, that feeling of grasping, entanglement, Know it, feel it, and then notice how that awareness initiates the relaxation, letting go. We don't have to think, this is really tight, this is really tense. That direct knowing of tension, grasping, inspires the letting go triggers that letting go, that relaxation. It's like letting go of a hot saucepan. or Your hand under the water from the hot tap withdraws automatically. It's not a thought, it's not a plan, it's just a natural responsivity. I'm feeling the breath. Entering and leaving the body, let this be at the very center of our attention. And when the mind drifts, wanders, know that, feel that. Let the response to that come from awareness, come from the heart. Come back to the center. The process of distraction is exactly what I was describing yesterday evening with respect to dependent origination. Our feeling, say, a sweet feeling that comes with a memory of a delightful event, a sweet feeling sweet mood arises. It's just a feeling, it's just a perception. But because of ignorance, not seeing things clearly, a lack of mindfulness, then that feeling of pleasantness rapidly turns into craving and grasping. The attention latches onto it, oh, that was so nice, that was so great, well, that was a day, wasn't it? and then whisked away into the imagined past. Feeling conditions craving, craving conditions grasping, grasping conditions becoming, the mind born into that memory, taking hold of that sweet moment. That's how it works. But then the mind knowing the mind is the way to end that entanglement, that grasping, that identification, the mind knowing the mind, think, oh, I'm on the meditation retreat. This is the online meditation retreat. I'm not back in that cabin on the beach. I'm not back in my parents' home on that sweet day 20 years ago. This is September 2021. Online retreat. That's where I am. A mind knowing the mind, knowing that entanglement, that grasping, then that act of knowing then initiates the relaxation, letting go. The result of the mind knowing the mind is the ending of dukkha. Seeing that the mind is creating that image of the past, very sweet and delightful, or if it was a painful event, something that was awful, or dangerous, challenging, reliving a painful moment, the mind knowing that grasping, that identification. From the source of that knowing, there's a letting go, a relaxation. It's just a memory, it's a perception, it's a feeling. And that letting go then results in reattunement of the heart to reality, the ending of that dis-ease, that dukkha. There's a harmonization of the heart with the reality of this present moment. In the process of meditation, it doesn't really matter how many times the mind gets lost, drifting into sleepiness or distraction, falling into different moods, getting lost. It's an exercise in learning how we get lost and how we get found. Seeing how distraction works. So if the mind gets caught up and carried away 10 times, 50 times, 100 times, then that's uh, 100 opportunities to study distraction. And to cultivate the skill of knowing. And then from that knowing, letting go, waking up. And then when that letting go has happened, when that reattunement of the heart to the present reality has been actualized, notice how this feels. What's the texture of the heart free of grasping, attuned to this present moment? How is it? How does this feel? We don't have to write a big commentary about it, but know that quality directly. Feel it, appreciate it, receive it. In this way, we get to know the experience of entanglement, grasping, feels like this. And then the heart, free of grasping, free of identification and entanglement, it's like this. We don't have to persuade ourselves that, oh, it's it's good not to be grasping, it's good not to be entangled. We know it directly. It's a non-conceptual, non-personal knowing. Like trying on a pair of shoes. You know whether it fits or it doesn't fit. Before you have the thought, it doesn't fit or that's a good fit. It's a non-verbal, non-conceptual knowing. So we use the practice to get a direct sense of this is what grasping feels like. Ow. This is what identification, entanglement feels like. Ow. This is heavy, stressful, burdensome. Tight. This is what Freedom from grasping is like peaceful, bright, spacious, easy. It speaks for itself. It's known directly. It's self-evident. The heart knows that peace, that ease, directly. Non-conceptually. Non-personally. Here it is, pieces like this.